This is Stripped with Specs and Vooj, brought to you by William Hill, the podcast that tells our guests' stories through the football shirts that have shaped their lives. This week, we're live in London with two very special guests, telling us about their first one, their unforgettable one, their haunted one, and their named one. They were West Ham wonder kids, both played for England with over a thousand career games and over 300 goals between them. We'll hear how one of them helped Harry Kane become the goalscorer he is, what England under Harry Redknapp would have been like, and what it's like to score a worldie at the World Cup. Ladies and gentlemen, get up for Jermaine Defoe and Joe Cole! How you boys doing, man? Yeah, All good. good. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. Listen, with the train strikes, I know you lot came from far, because these lot got mansions, of course. So thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I just want to say, uh, listen, these two are legends. I'm going to tell you why. So Joe Cole, I went to the same school as John Cole. Yeah. Uh, 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 it was called St. Aloysius. Big up runner, he went there as well. And I remember arriving in year seven, and the head teacher saying that everybody has to walk in the corridor like Joe Cole. Really? Yeah, Mr. Pittendre. Do you remember Mr. Pittendre? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joe Cole was a talk in the corridor there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for some reason, like we had yeah. to just behave like you because you was just a baller. Really? So everyone was just like, you got to walk like Joe Cole, you got to eat like Joe Cole, you got to read like Joe Cole, you got to write like Joe Cole. <laughs> like, how? What, like, what was it like being like the most hyped guy from um, the ends? Like, that's Islet and the Camden. Do you know what it was? It, it, it was normal. It was normal because it was just the only thing I knew. But mm. when I look back on it. It was a lot of pressure for a young kid to have. Because remember, back in them days, it was before social media. Um, and it was all my, like, you know, word would spread about it, about me. And the thing was, because I was, an, I was an unusual player, because I didn't actually play any kind of competitive game until I was 11. You see kids now, they're in academies at six. Mm. So I was a different type of player. So I sort of come onto the scene, this, this kid who could do things with the ball other kids couldn't. And then it sort of, and then you get a bit older. But it was, it was, you know, looking back now as an adult, you like it's a lot of pressure for a young boy to, to have on his shoulders. Every time I went onto a football pitch, people were like, right, okay, what are you gonna do? So, um, but you know, that's all I experienced. So, and it, it worked out all right. Yeah, I mean, Jermaine, you went for 1.65 million as a teenager. Is that? That's yeah, was, that's was, mad. Yeah, same as what Coley said. Really, you don't really when you're like, you don't think about it. But what, when I, obviously when you finish playing, you sort of like reflect and you think, it's a lot of money, a lot of expectation, even before I kicked a ball. Like, I mean, I was at Charlton, was at Lillyshaw together, mm. and I signed to sign for West Ham, because of Coley. And then like, 1.6 million. I remember my first game, we played against Wimbledon. And I remember coming off the pitch, and there was like a, like a, a pack there taking pictures of me. I remember saying to one of the boys, like, why is this guy taking a picture of me, sort of thing. Because you're so focused on football, and like Joe said, that's all you know. All the other stuff you don't you don't actually realise, like do you know what I mean. But it's not until when you finish and reflect you think that's it's a lot of pressure for like a young kid that's not even kicked a ball yet. Well, it was it was unusual at that time because what happened was I was a year older than Jermaine. I got into the first team young, just at seventeen, and then the people at West Ham thought, wow, like they recognised that there's the person who brought me in was a fella called Jimmy Hampson, yeah. and they, they they went to Jimmy and said, is there any more like him? And he, and he said, well, there's a lad at Charlton, Jermaine Defoe. There was another lad. And then he, and Jimmy said to me, like, out of the two, who, who, who do you think's better? And I'm not going to tell you what I said straight away, Jermaine. But and then he had, he was basically, West Ham were very clever in getting him because they recognised the value of young players before any, any of the other clubs. And unfortunately, 
they stopped doing it for whatever reason. But if they would have kept doing that, imagine that's like, it's what Chelsea do now, isn't it? They just get yeah. all the best young players. If they haven't developed them themselves, then they go and buy them from other clubs at 15, 16. And then they either get into the first team, like the great players you see now, or they end up selling them for 10, 15, 20 million. It was, it was clever by Chelsea, uh, West Ham back in the day. And I, I don't know why they stopped doing it. The first one. Well, it had to be West Ham, circa 99-2000. The classic Hammers colour. Dr. Martins on the front. They both, of course, played in it. And think about the maestro, Paolo Di Canio. That scissor kick volley against Wimbledon. Him running away, wagging his finger in celebration. And you've got the shirt. It's a beautiful kit. Beautiful kit. Feeler. Um, yeah, so that was, so that was, that was my, obviously my, my, my first year. Joe was in the first team. Obviously, I was 16. I was playing for the under... Under 70s, under 19s, it was back then. And um, as you can imagine, I mean, I remember, I see a picture recently, it was short Steve, but it was massive. Whoever bought them kits in, it was just like, we're going to get triple XLs for everyone. For everyone. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> oh, when except, was like... Except from, except from the Canio, because Paolo wore... No, uh, but he got, it, he got it tapered. He tapered, was Italian, yeah. he got it, he took it to Tight. a tailor. Seriously? That's so why he looked, he, and he looked unbelievable. unbelievable. He tailored the kit, he shorts, I was like... How comes he looks a million dollars and we look look about three pounds worth? <laughs> yeah. See the Italians. They yeah, he was ahead of his game. I remember he wore his kit, tightest shorts. Yeah. His, his legs look massive, tight. And I said, I remember saying to him one day, I said, Paolo, how come your kit's like? Why do you wear it so tight? He said, so no one could pull me. Because mm. oh. the shirts that we had, I mean, it was like people pulling you and yeah, it was, just, it was day, massive yeah. compared to the, the kits now. It's crazy. So is that what you're saying? Defenders pull you around? Cause... Well, they try to, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that shows that, that level of even intellect to think about that. Because now yeah. all shirts are tight. Yeah, every exactly. shirt is like skin tight, showing every bow and for me. See, I, I, I don't think that's the reason. I think that's what he told you. I just yeah. think he, he wanted to look good. Yeah, I think, so. <laughs> I think so. So, talk to me. Dr. Martins with the two lines. Because the two white lines on the side reminds me of, you know, remember them braces you wear with shirts? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why on this shirt, especially with the the, 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 the V and the collar? Like, like mm. the, the, you know, this collar here. For me, it should be the collar or the V. There's a lot of collar going on as well, ain't there? Yeah. Wait a minute, there's a button as well. There's a button, there's a button as well. They've gone for everything. Three in one. Do you know when look at this shirt? It reminds me of, like, obviously, you and Michael were in the, in the, in the first thing. It reminds me of Ray. Because I loved Ray as a kid. Mm. And then it, obviously it was the back in his career. He was he was at West Ham at the time. And then remember Wrighty when he yeah he wore that shirt. Did you play with Wrighty at no, West I just Ham? With I played with him on my debut. Unbelievable. Yeah. Great player. Well, overrated or great player. We had, great we had an argument on my Phil Phillips show. Uh, two got in the back. We, 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 like, the argument cool. went for weeks about who's better out of Ian Wright or Andy Cole. Oh, let me answer this one. See Go his on. face. You see his face. No, no, it's, it's Wright, like... Wrighty was better. No, 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 do you know why? Do you know why? Do you know why? No, no, no. Bro, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why right was better. Like, I love Andy Cole. I, as a kid, I watched both. But for me, simple. You see, Andy Cole, good movement. Right, good movement. They both can finish. But if you, if you talk about, like, a natural God get like, just someone, just, someone's just gifted to score goals. So a lot of things mm. you can't teach. You can, you can say to a young kid, oh, you've got to practice every day, repetition, all that stuff. I'm, talk, I'm talking about, like, off the cuff from the streets. Mm. Wright's finishing, compared to Andy Cole's finishing, was a lot clean. Andy Cole, when, he, when Andy Cole struggled for a bit, then he spoke to someone, I don't know, it's Bobby Charlton, he spoke to someone at Man United, and, then all, and he said, he got to a point where he used to just put, he, Andy Cole said it, I just used to put my laces through the ball. Wright used to, 
pass things into the corner. He could think goalkeepers with his left foot. He could think with his right foot. All, di- all different types of calculated finishes, whereas Andy Cole would go through and he would just hit it hard, but obviously scored a lot of goals. Do you agree, John? Yeah, but I can argue with like, he's the man, isn't he? Like, well, no, but you're, uh, you've got the ball in number 10 and you're, you have to play it through. So. It's, oh, you need yeah, someone, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's one all. England, England versus Cameroon. Cameroon have got the vests on. Yeah? It's a hard question to answer, though. Like, it's you know, tough, yeah. I've got, I, Both of them are amazing footballers. Yeah. But, right, righty. Just, yeah, righty. And for that re- exact reason, I just think... Do you remember that goal he scored where he's gone over the player's head? Yeah, against Sean. Over the other... And then lifted the... Like... They're the sort of goals where you go in the playground and you remember practicing, you're just hoping for a chance to just lift it over someone's head and do it. I don't think Andy Cole scored. Andy that. Cole ain't no. that, that, nothing he has scored great goals, obviously, but right his quality of his goals were just Why'd you why'd you why do you think Andy Cole? I'm a United fan. He's a United fan. <laughs> yeah, so you, you get like that the United yeah, fan yeah, yeah. Is but, but York was more of a Dwight York Ooh. But Dwight York was like more of a Dwight York was a more of a like in terms of that all round he could do everything yeah, yeah, he could yeah, be a focal yeah. point hold the ball up he could finish he could do everything but I think Coley was just a number nine right he yeah. was just a number nine yeah. Robbie Fowler number nine but in terms of finishing just finishing right he was right he was better going back to you boys though how were your debuts I mean they, they were so young mm. obviously Joe at 17 and you're a captain at, at 21 Jermaine you're, you're yourself as well how was that coming into a team so young? Do you remember the experience, experience itself? I mean, I just wanted to score in every game. Because I remember when I, obviously, I mean, the reason why I signed for West Ham in the first place, obviously I mentioned my, like Joe, Michael, Rio, Frank. So I knew that if you're, if you're good enough, you're old enough, basically. So I was, I was just so excited to be in the building with the boys and just train and learn every day and just try and take as much from like, the senior players as I could as possible. Like a sponge, just take everything from everyone. The Canio, righty, all the forwards, even Frank Lampard with his finishing and stuff. And that's what I did after training. I, I used to go up to the players, I'd speak to righty, can we do a little bit of finishing? And he used to sort of like speak to me about certain movements and all that sort of stuff. So, because Harry was so good, even at the age of six, I remember training with the first team like most days. Joe was probably the same. Training with the first team most days. And then, because you're training with the first team, you're scoring goals in training. So like, you're so confident. What that does for a young player, like you wouldn't believe. So I was so confident. So when I go back and I play for the under-17s, I was so confident in those games. Like, oh, yeah, I scored two, three, four goals. So like, by the time I, I, got, I made my debut when I was 17, I just felt like I, I, felt like I was ready. Um, and lucky enough, obviously, I got an opportunity and I scored in that. But it was just, yeah, I was just so focused on the route. I just want to play and just want to just make an impression. Cause it's your chance, isn't it, at the end of the day? So Did I, did I hear you say a great story once with, when you scored for England at the World Cup? And right, he was doing a session where he was holding oh, yeah, your shirt. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, this is a great story. Yeah, yeah so we, I remember, so, so we did, because um, <clears throat> right away, say to me, you're getting into the box too early. You know, you're young and that, and just like the timing of movement. I mean, people talk about like Haaland, I say like his timing is unbelievable. And he gets there and bang, he scores. But I used to get into the box so early because I was so eager to score goals. Right, so now you just got to time your movement. So he would hold my training kit. Again, the training kit was so baggy, so he'd be holding me here. <laughs> Told and you. then he would hold me. And then, right, he would go, wait, wait, wait. And he would push me like that across the near post. Then I'll finish. And he would do that, like, every day, do it. Years later, because I took everything in. Everything he taught me, I just took it in. And it stayed with me for the rest of my career. But so then years later, obviously, the goal against Levine in the World Cup was, was exactly... When I watched it back, I was like, oh, my God. But I had to watch it back, because while you're playing, things happen so quick. A lot of people say, well, what was you thinking? I don't know. I just... Then when I watched it back, I thought, oh, my God, like, it was mad. Because the timing of my movement and then... 
I just darted across the near post and I scored and it was just, it was mad. I remember someone speaking to Wright about it and then he actually got emotional. He started crying. So. Yeah, Wright started crying. Wright started crying because obviously. Did you cry back? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was like, um, you just, you, you just take it in and you just, you listen to the senior players. Like, yeah. You want to learn, you listen. Yeah, so I, I feel like that's that right. He's right. He cries at everything. Yeah, everything. But, um, yeah. but like, that, he, no, you do feel good as an older player. If a younger player you've helped along the way, and it's all you know, we're going to a World Cup now, and these young players would have been watching us, and they'd learn from us and learn from our mistakes as well. So if they go and win it, you know, it's, it's all it all goes back in history. We're all part of it, you know. So we all win it. We all win it together. So that's why we're back in. The, you know, you want the lads to do so well because they've all they feel like. The players now that, that we we've got a part of their development. They've seen what we've done, and now they're there and they're doing it. And we just all got to get behind them. And fingers crossed, we bring the trophy home. But how was it for you as a kid? Because obviously, you people dubbed you as the new Paul Gascoigne, yeah. which is just, you know a big shot. Yeah. And your and your debut busting skills and that. You, obviously, yeah. when I watch you, it's like a vibe. Yeah, you, you, kids watch you and want to copy you. Yeah, how, like, how does that make you feel? Yeah, amazing. I mean, that's the biggest. Biggest thing, you know, football's more than just it's more than winning and losing. It's it's entertainment. It's you know, it's you know, people. You don't want to come and watch just the average player every week and just you know in a bad way. You want to be excited. Fans want to come and you know, you like I said, the righty goal. If you do a skill, so you want the kids to be practicing it in the playground the next day. You want to inspire mm. them. So um, you know, I didn't go out there to to be that player. That was just. Who I who I tried who I was so I, that's how I like to play football because I wasn't I wasn't coached actually the coaching from from back in the day I don't think was great we was going a long way in the wrong direction in English football four four two long ball and all that it was never going to work we never but now these guys the Madisons the Mounts the Fodens the Grealishes the Sackers the Sturt they are they they were, we're playing in the right way and we got the, we got the players now technically good enough and with the flair I think to Take us on to that next level. He was on another level, though. Yeah, yeah, he was. Because you're just saying, like, managers yeah. are going long, teaching you long balls and that stuff, but you're still doing the flair there and then. Yeah, yeah. Now, Coley, I remember growing up in East Sunday, so there's always people always talk about like me and Leon Knight. Yeah. That that sort of age group. And I remember, my cousin, by the way. You're lying. I swear to him. <laughs> he was my cousin. Serious? T, he's my cousin. Nighty, yeah? He's just gonna say that, he's just a yeah. <laughs> have you seen have you seen Nighty? Nighty's like short and like stocky. Yeah. He's yeah. slim. Yeah. Like <laughs> What does that mean? Well all of Nighty's cousins are whammy, you know what you're saying? <laughs> Nighty's like this one's like <laughs> No, but I remember so growing up it's all like me and Nighty and I, and I remember we got to Lily Shaw, because Joe was there, Joe was in his second year, me and Nighty having ourselves sort of thing in East London where everyone's talking about us. I remember getting to Lily Shaw, I heard about this Joe Cole, right? I always tell people this story. I, I, I always speak about Joe to like even some, I'm, I'm coaching at the minute in the academy at Tottenham. I always told the coaches and the younger players about Joe. So I remember getting this Joe Cole, Joe Cole. I remember seeing him. I remember saying to my mum and I said, mum, you need to see this, 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 that, that Joe Cole. Like, he used to say, I, I don't know if you remember, right? He used to say to me, JD, we've got to train. He'll say, Jade, that thing, that, remember the Maradona thing? When he said yeah. like that, he used to flick it like this. And we used to try and do it, couldn't do it. It's me and Knight, we couldn't do it. He's flicking like that on his head. He used to do these things with a the ball, and I think, I've never seen anything like it. Why are you it, doing this? Why? Why are you flicking the ball up on that? No, it sounds like one of my coaches from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, go along. Even my, even my, like, I've got friends and family in the crowd. Yeah. Like, see, you probably remember, like, Coley and that. But he, but he used to do things. And, not, and, and I have to be honest, growing up in that, like, there was, 
few players around East London I thought I was but then when I saw Coley I was like this is like this is like the next level mm. like freaking above over people like things that you wouldn't even think about doing in the game he was doing it I was like wow that's crazy because yeah. even when, like you look at the West Ham Academy from them days the likes of Lampard Ferdinand Michael Carrick Glenn Johnson myself Vooch <laughs> <laughs> and you two up that that's, that's ballers, man. I nearly lived in West Ham, you know. Is it? Yeah, the council sent my sent my family there. Mm. Um, we walked into the flat and there was a guy living there. So <laughs> my my dad was like, we're not living here. So we left. <laughs> Went back to North West London. It's gone. And now I live in Tottenham next to a ground. So football's yeah. always been following me. But, yeah. yeah, totally unrelated. But there was a guy downstairs in a room just living. So. <laughs> Yeah, but no, listen. <laughs> let's move on to the World Cup specs. I've got a man in my ear telling me stuff. Just quickly. <laughs> sorry, sorry, brother. Well, I, need to, I, I need to ask this. Is, is that, does that West Ham like, Academy beat the class of 92? Without doubt. What? 100%. Does it beat the Arsenal Invincibles? What, 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 what Wait, do you mean? What? Like, Arsenal Invincibles? Yeah, yeah, can, yeah that's a game you can play, Trevor. You're talking about a part, an area of London. Yeah. Right? That, that is, Seven aside game, us against a class of 92. Yeah. yeah we'll I them. think we'd be. Now I'm saying five aside against Arsenal Invincibles. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? Yeah, but who's the fight? Yeah, you, yeah, you're you're from your five. Yeah. Yeah. Omri. Yeah, yeah. Omri's not from like North London. Yeah, exactly. Like you, the argument is you're making North is North like a group of young players that come Thierry, from the same club. Vieira, Petit, all I thought that man was all from the ends. My bad. Let's go World Cup. Yeah, let's go World Cup. It's a bit different this week as we mix it up with one shirt covering Jermaine's haunted one and Joe's unforgettable one. It's England, 2006 World Cup. The extra touch on top of the usual white with the three lions was the St George's cross on the right chest up to the shoulder. Wait, what do you think of the kit itself aesthetically, first of all? You got it. I think right there behind me. I think it's that, that, that one white there? one there. Yeah, the, the nice collar. The red on the shoulder. It's got yeah. a red cross on the shoulder here. Basic, isn't it? Now? It's basic. Yeah. One yeah. like, <laughs> star. Yeah, uh, not really having it as a look. Um, mm. I liked it after kit, the England kits after that when they got a little bit more sh more streamlined and a bit tailored. I think Umbro up their game a little bit after that, but it wasn't a nice looking kit. But obviously, it brings back nice memories because. Playing at a World Cup for your, your country is unbelievable. I mean, 06 World Cup was the one. I think a lot of us remember that goal when you volley it. Oh, yeah. the volley. I saw against that Sweden. Game. Why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it why? Is, sure why? You weren't like, for real, though. I, I watched it in a room like this in my school. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, teachers let us go in and, and they put up the stream yeah. or whatnot, wherever it was on. And, and you did it. And we all went crazy. Scenes, <laughs> limbs. It was mad in school. Yeah, it was crazy. It's not. Do you know what? I must have met everyone from the stadium <laughs> that day because you know you play a, a, you play football. I play seven hundred games, and people remember always remember you for your moments. Like it's always one or two moments. You think if I said a footballer to you, it'll be one or two moments. Mm. And luckily, my moment that people remember me by is is, is that it was such on a big stage. I would never have usually shot from that distance. That weren't no. my game, but the ball just sat up nicely. Again, going back to like, as kids, we used to do this session, we call it the paintbrush. Paintbrush. Because yeah. you used to try and hit up the ball to put spin against it and it would dip. And we, and, and again, it's just from hours and hours of training, you just write, it's set up nicely, it was just before half time. So I thought if I stick it in the stands, there's no, we're not going to get counter-attacked and everything. Yeah. Game was in the balance, I just thought, right, paintbrush. 
and it just I saw it going. He's just dipping and spinning, and then the goalie was like, "Oh, it's got a chance," and it just dipped in, and then. And yeah, it was, uh, it was nice. Cup, yeah. you, see, you see when like you score goals like that? Because for me, if I saw goals like that with the boys, I'm ready to go home, innit? Because <laughs> I just want to think about that goal, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is going Because I've always wanted to know, what is going through your mind when you score these wonder goals? You know, goals are funny. Like, I didn't mm. score as much as Jermaine, but like sometimes mm. you go, you don't know how good or bad they are until mm. you watch them on telly. Because like, you're so... Right, so I didn't think it was as far out as it was. Mm. So everyone's coming up to me after the game, going, "Wow, like that, what a goal!" Like, and I'm thinking, yes. "Oh, it's a volley from the edge of the box. Like, it's all right." But then, I, and before it was the days before you get it on the phone. So it wasn't until I got back to the hotel room in in Baden Baden where we were staying, and I was I was, I was actually playing the computer with someone. I was like, let's let's put the goals on from the World Cup that day. You know, like match of the day, whatever. Yeah. The World Cup. Put it on. God, that was a belter, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise it was... I thought it was close, closer. And, it's, and it goes the other way as well. Sometimes you think you scored a weldie and you're bowling round like thinking it's amazing and you go yeah, home and you realise you scuffed it into the floor. <laughs> yeah. horrible. You did a Nunes. Yeah. Unbelievable goal. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, we go into the haunted reason yeah. um, for you, Jermaine. I mean, it's the 06 World Cup. You were controversially left out by Sven and um, a Mate young 17-year-old... Yeah, Walcott was taken, who didn't even get to play. Yeah. How do, you know what, do you know what happened? Experience. Because you never like, sort of like, just expect to go to a World Cup, but you know, you feel like you've done enough. So I remember that season, I took them, like, I started, I was on fire, the first part of the season. I remember the second part of the season, I picked up little niggles, and then one didn't finish the season strong, but I think in my head I thought, but I've done enough up until this point, like, previous seasons, to sort of like, at least get, like, be on the plane. I remember getting a text um, from the manager. I got a text. I think it was saying, oh, "You're on standby." So then, oh. then I said, "So the first thing I thought was Darren Bent's gone." Then I thought, "But Benny's he's got like 20 goals." So I thought, "Well, that's you can't really argue if if Benny's gone, then fair enough, sort of thing." Then I think, right, Sean Wright Phillips for me. He said, oh, like, "I'm not going. You're not going. Like Benny's not in the squad." So I was like, "What? So who, who's the forwards then?" And obviously, come out it was Theo. And obviously, of course, I was, I was surprised because he hadn't played. Um, and I think <coughs> I wasn't, I don't think I was angry, but I was sort of like, you know, just upset sort of thing. Mm. I was hurt because, I mean, the World Cup's the pinnacle. Yeah. Especially when you think, well, I've got a chance of going. And then you get that, that text and that you can imagine, like, it was just like, that you, whole summer, man, it was, it was tough. Can you text back? Nah. <laughs> no, no, nah. I'm going. Yeah, 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 what yeah. time's the meet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, feel. Yeah, exactly. But Imagine that text though, back from the manager. It was like, but the strangest thing is, actually, 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 actually. Nah, nah, I'm coming, you know. Nah. Sorry, G. I'm coming. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not on guest list. From my perspective yeah. in the squad, crazy. Like, obviously, Theo's gone. He's he gone and had a fantastic career in his own right and, and everything. But I remember thinking. What's gone on there? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and, and and with all respect to Theo's fantastic player for Arsenal, Kids, yeah. scored hundred goals for Arsenal, great player, but it was a strange decision. I think it was a it was obviously a gamble. And in the tournament, obviously Michael Owen done his knee, didn't yeah, he? Done his knee, yeah. And I remember thinking I think the, only the thing man's got, at home. Yeah. Like it was like it would have been his moment. Do you know what I mean? He would yeah, have come in. <coughs> And in the quarterfinals against Portugal, before Waza got sent off, there were some half chances. And you just like you look back and you think, 
know, like decisions by managers think that's him he, for sure, hundred percent. He's dis- he's putting the chance away, and we're going on to the. Se- you know what I mean? Mm. And the history is different. But I think, that's the only thing that got me. I think the only thing that got me through that summer was obviously watching the boys, of course. But I think there was a lot of noise. People saying, "Oh, he should have gone." I think that's sort of like that was sort of like a nice feeling for me because I was so disappointed. But then all the fans were saying, oh, nah, he should have gone. Jermaine should be there, like, especially yeah. when Mo got injured and all that sort of stuff. That, but, yeah, man, that was, that was tough. And you know, you know the strangest thing is, how funny life works. I bumped into Sven a few years after. Mm. Tried to t- he tried, and it, right? I bumped into him. There was other two things that was going to happen, yeah? Right? <laughs> right? No, but I bumped into him, and he actually, um, he was at Man City at the time. He came up to me and said, oh, we've got a chance of signing you. So he tried to tap me up in a restaurant. I thought, hold on a minute. Yeah. You left me at the World Cup squad. He yeah. ghosted you. But now you're trying to sign me. Mm. From Man City. What? Yeah. Years ago. West Ham is here. <laughs> How did you react to that? I mean, it's just like, it's one of those things, I don't know. It's... Do, do you know, it's just the only surprising, sorry, the only surprising thing Sven really ever done, he was always like, same team. He never done anything. Mm. And then he's just gone, wow. And I don't think it helped Theo. To be honest, a young Theo no. Walcott, it put a hell of a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Because I remember, I remember thinking about this. I've been in his shoes, you know, where all this expectation and then Jermaine was at home. So I remember like spending a bit of time with him and he's a lovely fella and he's gone on to, he, he was a lovely kid. And he's gone on to be a, a really nice geezer and everything, but it didn't help Theo either. It was a strange decision. Yeah. So although it was a great shirt for me, it's annoyed me now remembering that. Do you know what I mean? Because I yeah, think could, history could have been different. Such a nice guy as well, Phil. Yeah, he's a great guy. Oh, mate. I wasn't really a fan of Sven as a fan. I don't know. Just How did you feel about Sven? I mean, because I, I remember him, because I'm a, a lot older than you. Yeah. I remember him at Lazio. Uh, I think he managed, was it Veron? At the yeah. time? Yeah. And I just liked the way he looked. Glasses, hairline was all the way behind him. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But then obviously when he, when he came here and started managing the national team, I didn't understand. Like the, the, the Walcott thing, I didn't understand. Yeah, that was, that was tough. But... We flip it next and go for Jermaine's unforgettable one and Joe's haunted shirt. It's the all-red England kit from the South Africa 2010 World Cup. Not much to say about this one except the quirky crest underneath the three lions saying South Africa. It's got quite a classic, almost like a reworked classic shirt. I, I, I like that kit, like, as a vibe. I, I, I like it. it as a vibe. That red as well, because we yeah. wore, it's the Vina game, it was like the red shirt mm. and the red shorts and red socks. All red. All red, yeah. What, against Germany? So 2010 yeah. World Cup. South Africa. Woo! <laughs> oh, the food was there, like, and you get back to the you get back to the hotel and you're in bed like this and you can still hear, still hear it. it. Yeah. Don't yeah. go to a nightclub and that. You get home and that. Yeah. And like, just like then yeah. <laughs> moving zaders and that just like in your head. It's like oh man. That was that was strange. Wasn't I hope it? they host it again. Say that again. Yeah. I hope they host it again. We need more noise. Do you remember our hotel? Yeah. yeah. Your hotel. What happened? Hotel. Amazing. The facilities. Like, Is it? Yeah. The hotel. Yeah. It was like top. Middle of night. But remember we had um, you weren't allowed to leave your. Doors open because the monkeys would come the in and, oh, all that, yeah. and steal the food out of the minibar and all that. that and no, serious. There was a few. P- what? You look like the hotel, but there's monkeys on the hotel. Monkeys in the surrounding in areas. The surrounding, like, so, like, you know, you're getting in and mm. you're thinking, mm. not the, the, the nice monkeys, the ones that could do you damage as well. And Yeah, and there was a couple. I don't know if it was. Not harassing. It was. Apparently. I, don't, I think it was Crouchy's old man. It was like, 
Um, uh, I should be sad. Like um, a monkey got into his room. A monkey got into his room, <laughs> and, he, and he just froze. Was just like he said. He Crouchy would tell the story better, but he said that, that he was in the mini bar, like having a look. Or, 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 or <laughs> on the Pringles. No, yeah. like, seriously, he's like just thinking, like imagine that. Yeah, yeah. So it's the most he's working gas, like, it's, 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 it's Africa, isn't it? It's like remember we went uh, on the, 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 um, the safari. safari. The safari was wow. the safari was the best thing about the tournament for us. Yeah. So you guys got to go on the safari. It was a design. It was brilliant. Yeah. We went on the safari and... Good experience. It was, it was good. good. It was good. Or did you get scared of that? You know those videos online where like there's a no. cage on the car and a lion gets in but between there's no, no, there's no cage. Oh, just so it's sitting in an open... It's an open top bus thing. Oh, and there's, and there's, and there's yeah. this dude and he's sitting at the front of the thing because they read all the trolls and that, don't they? Yeah. So they're sitting there with a, with a gun. So I'm thinking, hold on a minute. So what, <laughs> one guy, like, one gun. <laughs> if a lion turns a corner now, what? What's that going to do? And we're just sitting there like this, and then all of a sudden we turn the corner, and the guy, they turn around and I went, shh, like that. So I'm like, what? So the lions, they, I couldn't believe it. Like from here to here, there. Like there was no cage on top of the car. And there's one guy with a little gun. <laughs> Brave. Some little skinny guy, looked like you. Like, so you no, I didn't look. Like... <laughs> 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 just sitting there with a gun, I thought, nah, mate, if this. If they just switch and just like charge, then like, what's going on? What's going maybe on? the lions were on something. I don't know, maybe they give the lions something. Well, <laughs> you know what? I think one of them were my uncles, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring that lion back again, you know, watch out. Well, listen, this World Cup was, obviously it was in South Africa, it was great. Mm. And um, I remember England had a hard time because they had the, the, the first two draws. And I think it was the nil-nil draw against, was it? USA and Algeria. USA 1-1, yeah. Robert Green mistake. Nil-nil Algeria. Algeria. Yeah, and Wayne Rooney. Switch, yeah. switches, yeah. towards the camera, yeah. whatever he says. What's going through your mind, <clears throat> Jermaine, at this point? Because I remember... Heskey. Heskey was starting, wasn't he? The first two games, and then... Right. I was just, you know what it is? You, you, go to, you just like, you just got to make sure you're ready, innit? So mm. every day in training, I just thought, right, just keep yourself sharp, like really sharp, and like, make sure you're focused and ready, because at any stage, you get an opportunity. Do you know what I mean? And you've got to take it. So... I had to be like sort of like the best version of me. I had to be on it. If I got an opportunity, because I, I come on against um, Algeria, Algeria, I come on yeah. in the second game. Oh yeah, I remember. Not long enough for that, and it was. No I saw your just... shot. I saw your shot actually. Is it? Yeah. You come on. I can't remember. What? As long as I, go, as long as I get shots off, I'm happy. Yeah, but it, 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 was, I mean? it was it was high. Was it? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was warming up, and then uh, it was the altitude, wasn't it? And then uh, and then yeah, I remember being in the gym. And I remember the Capella. Oh, here we go, showing off his muscles now. I ain't got no muscles. I remember being, like, seriously, I remember being in the gym, right? And I remember, yeah. like, the manager, I remember Capello was doing pull-ups. What? I thought, this man's doing pull-ups. Capello can do pull-ups. Yeah, I walked past him, and he just went like that to me. Normally, he never named the team, would he? Yeah. And he just, he went, you're, you're, you're playing, you're playing next game. Just like that. So I thought, now we have to win. Yeah. So at the time, I, when I think about it now, sort of like, you know, you just thrown in the deep end sort of thing, but I thought, mm. thought, right, this is my opportunity, I just got to take it. No nerves, nothing. Like, you England have to win. Yeah, yeah, you're nervous and that. But Slovenia. I think it's more anxious now. I just wanted, like, you just. I was always one of those ones. Just want to, like, just want to. I feel anxious, but then I'd go out and warm up, and as soon as I warm first, as soon as I have my first touch of the ball, or if I do a little bit of fin like shooting in a in a, in a warm up, then I'm ready. Um, and then, like I said, I, me I remember just like he just he just yeah you're you're playing. So I knew I was playing a couple of days before the game. So then mentally I prepared myself for that, and then. Lucky enough, I got a chance, and then I, t I took it. It was, it was, it was amazing. You're gonna win one 0 They do win one 0 yeah. They qualify because of Jamila Foles' goal. We don't, I don't think we get to see Emoheski again. <laughs> no offense, Emoheski. I'm looking at England now playing you, Germany now, quarterfinals. 
Yeah, that, that, so that every, game was... And Joel Cole, you came on in that game? Yeah. We got robbed, Kanji, man. Yeah. I mean, it, this, we fancied our chances going into it, you know, but it was you, it was a young German team that was going through transition. Remember Frank scored the goal that went over the line. That would have made it 2-0 at half-time. Did you, it, see, did you not see that? I was, like, like, I was, I was on warming the up at the other end of the pitch and I could see it went in from there and you're like... I can't believe it because I got... So I got tackled on the edge of the box. So I was on the floor and then Frank shot and I was like celebrating on the floor because you could see. It was like that much over the line. Mm. So I looked at the referee and then the referee's running off and he's like, playing on. I was, I was thinking, what? Because mm. like, two, two, like, two two is a different game. Yeah. yeah it had been 2-2. Two, 2-2 two, 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 half time, come out second half and it's, it's game one. Because I was saying, I said to you that England were the better team. England were the better yeah. team that Matthew Upson scored. Nah. Yeah. Were they? Didn't England, didn't Germany play better? Then England got that one. Germany sat back and counted. Germany had moments. Yeah. Germany had moments, had moments, moments, moments in the game. Yeah, it was, it was, it, do you know what it was? Yeah. It was a, just, um, we just didn't have it. That, you know, in, in, the, in the big moments, like, you know, Thomas Muller emerged as a great player. Botang was, you know, we didn't know how good they was. And they just caught caught us on the wrong no, day. Ozil, no. Ozil, that they, well, yeah, yeah, great game, they got it. They got the job done in the end. But yeah. it was my last game for England. That's why it's the horror one for me. Yeah. Like, and I love playing for England. And I just think after the game, I come out because this tournament was everything for me from the start, from the moment we got there to when we got there. We just was off it. Like the manager was like, one minute it was really strict, the next minute it was we're doing do this, we're well, not beer. talking with this. It was you know, and everyone was just like deflated because of the whole experience. And I come out afterwards in the press as a player and I just said, ah, do you know what? We have to hold our hand. I, I, I was always honest. I said, we have to hold our hand up. We weren't good enough as players, mm. um, you know, and I said, you know, staff, the managers, we all weren't good enough. Because I was annoyed. We said, I don't want to go out there and go, oh, he was unlucky. You know, yeah. he was, you just want to hold your hands up, go away. Get... And I think I was the only player in the next squad that wasn't included. So I don't know whether... That was part of it, whether he sort of thought that. But I just had enough of the excuses, really. We were, we just, the only person who comes out of that tournament with any credit is probably, probably Jermaine. Took his chance. All of us were, were off it, everyone. I mean, Capello gets, gets let go. There was one man that nearly got the job, mm. and it was Harry Redknapp. Yes. How special would have that been? Why are you smiling, Joe? We'd still be playing now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still be in a squad. <laughs> now, you say, you're saying that because it, this, this, was, this was 18 months after, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. or, or a bit after. I, I, Capella hung around for about 18 months, and it was just before 2012, and I was in France, and I was playing well at Lille. I hadn't played for England, bearing in mind, and I was home on the Tuesday night because um, we had Wednesday off, and I went for dinner with my mum and dad in a restaurant in Ongar in Essex and Harry was in there so we come out hey, how you doing come over bought a bottle of wine we're having a drink and he's and it was at the time when he, the, the England manager was up for grabs and he went he was like I think I've got it I think I've got I think I've got it and like you're going to be coming to the to the next tournament we get the, I know what you can do I've been watching you in France but you're, you're back in I've got the job I'm wow. thinking, get that another bottle of wine. We're, we're, yeah, celebrating, yeah. Like, <laughs> we're celebrating. We're celebrating. My dad's like, yeah, keep, yeah. And then, yeah. and then, literally, I'm thinking, I'm back, I'm back. And then, fast forward three days, the announcement, get up, radio, Roy Hodgson gets the job, and you're just like, I just deflated. Do you know what I mean? I was like, that's me done. That's me done. <laughs>
was, so, uh, I was done as well. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why, why the hell was that lying? Why is he lying? No, no, no. He, he, I genuinely he thought he thought no, no. He thought we had it. <laughs> he, he, he wasn't lying. He thought he had it. Okay. Now, these things are done, and I think the FA bottled it last minute with Harry. He yeah. was the right man for the job, one hundred percent. Not just from a personal perspective, because it would have been great for me. I'd have had another chance. But yeah. I mean, we're all football fans, and we've all seen what Harry's done throughout his career. And with that group of players at that stage, he would have got another. He would have got something out of that group. He had. Yeah. He has a way with players. You know, managing people. Managing people, and he would have been absolutely brilliant. And it's the, it's one of the, the biggest mistakes for the older people here. Brian Clough never managed England for the same reason. He was a little bit. He didn't toe the line, and yeah. then I think with Harry, you know, he's his own man. He, you know, he does what he wants, and I think they just. They. I think um, whoever's making the decisions just. Lost, lost their nerve at the last minute and went with a safer option. And Roy's a good manager in, as well, but Harry would have been unbelievable. I say, football's so complicated sometimes, isn't it? It is. If you go against a status quo, there's an establishment, there's all this mm. history, that people want to play it safe, I feel like, in general. Mm. That's the sort of case. But well, the good thing is we've got a, a World Cup coming up. Yeah. And surprisingly, it's in December. Strange, we, isn't we, it? we move. But uh, we, we looked at the squad today. You see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, was there any surprises? Madison Gallagher or I just wanted Madison to go, and, yeah. and, and obviously Callum Wilson. Mm. I think Madison had to go with, with his form, and you talk about mm. like numbers and that, and, and I think his numbers in terms of like stats, goals compared to like everyone else in in his position, mm. you have to go. Yeah, um, I think Callum Wilson had to go with obviously his form and and, and amount of goals that he scored in this period. But I think it's a strong squad to be honest. I'm happy to see Rashford back, like looking sharp again and hungry, mm. buzzing for him because I think last season was, you can just see like he was at the handbrake on and he was just like, you can just tell there's a lot of stuff going on, but team smiling and, and, and playing well again, happy for him. Mm. Uh, again, for me, the big one was Madison. And we talk about form-wise, quality-wise, <clears throat> he should be playing. But more importantly, his personality, he's an yeah. England player because he won't shirk the responsibilities he will get on the ball. Mm. Like you can give him the ball, and that and trust me, there'll be times later on in the tournament where like the game might be in the balance, and you need to be brave and you need to accept the ball as a midfield player. You need you, because you 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 have to be comfortable. Yeah. And he will do that. He will puff his chest out and get on the ball. And you need players like that. You know, like you know, Verratti for Italy, uh, Modric, Bernardo Silva. These players they can you can play number tens in the midfield nowadays because. You can't you can't smash people, can you? So you need can't players in there. <laughs> can't tackle. Can't tackle anymore. So these guys <laughs> playing deeper, and we need we need to control the tempo of the game, mate. I'm so happy he's in, and and Rashford as well. Yeah. Because he did. He looked sad last year playing. You know, he didn't look happy. No. And he's starting to look happy again. And he's such a talent. And we need to remember the Rashford of four years ago when he was like the best young player in in the world, one of the best. People were comparing him to Mbappe four years ago. You have to remember that. You know what I mean? I think he still can get better as well, Rashford. I think there's 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 finishing. He could get. But Mbappe didn't feed half the nation, so. Yeah, listen, <laughs> come on, Kylian. Rashford was come doing on. what the politicians should have been doing. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. maybe that even has a, has a part to play when you're you know giving your energy to so many things yeah. that can maybe affect yeah your energy on the pitch. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean. No, the night he's doing a bad thing, but it's just it's a good thing. Naturally, exactly. he's doing a good thing, but that's mm. a lot of energy maybe as well. Yeah. Who would you play though if you've got Kane up top? Who's on either side of of Kane? Because 
there's an abundance of, of options. Yeah, give us it's mad. I love, I love, Should I start I love, 11? Give love, us a start, start at eleven quickly. Right, I'm gonna is, is, is Dan Byrne in there? Team. Nah, sadly not. I yeah. just done, I just done my starting busy, eleven for my column in the newspaper. I need to remember it because I want to tell you something different. <laughs> Hold on. Keep up. It's tough yeah. though. Feel it back here. Yeah? Not enough group stages. Ooh. Not enough group I don't stages. think you need to. Because remember, when you, it depends who you're playing against. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, ev everyone would jump on against. and go, who's your starting eleven? Who do? It's going to be. Against. It's going to evolve yeah, as, the, tour has to, as yeah. the game goes on. You'll four. five substitutions nowadays as well. It's a game of sixteen players effectively. Four, two, three, one. Right, give us yeah. 4 2 3 one now, quickly. No, 4 3 3 I'm, I'm playing 2 oh, three. Oh, you're not playing number 10? I'm playing Joe Cornhouse is not playing number 10. No, no, uh, oh. listen, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go, I'll go. You've got to go Pickford in goal. Yeah. Centre half, I'd go Stones and Ben White in the group stage. I'll go yes. Trippier right back, mm. Shaw left back as a back four. Then I'll play a midfield of Declan, Bellingham, and Mason. And I'd, I'd play. Declan holding and the two tens, like playing them is to give them license to go. But also what I'd, I'd want from Mason is to come under, like just get, you know, when we're building up, don't have to be forward all the time. Because Bellingham, come and get on the ball and link up the play. Then I'd probably play Harry Kane as the top, uh, obviously. And then I'd probably start with Phil Foden on the right and his Sacker or Sterling on the left. They're both going to play. But what I'm saying here is, if I play Mount in there, Madison will come on for sure and play and swap the role with him. If I play start Sterling, Saka will, will come on and swap the role with him. If I start Foden, Grealish will come on. You have to use the whole squad in these two. Mm -hmm. the only, the only, there's, there's four players that are going to have to play uh, regularly. Pickford, obviously. Stones is going to have to play every game. Um, Declan Rice is going to have to play every minute of every game. Harry Kane, isn't it? And Harry Kane, you only take Harry Kane off when the game's done, and that's the, that'll be a problem for the for the other strikers because they know they're going there to play second fiddle. Everywhere else is up for grabs, and you yeah. can play two players in one position and rotate. Back, back four, hundred percent. Back four, you have to. We have to. What, Iran. That back four, and then you play obviously. <clears throat> yeah, Declan Rice. It bothers me no team back in the yeah, yeah. one. <laughs> Someone said Saul Campbell when he's retired. Declan Rice, Jude Bellingham, and I like I like Mason Mount. Yeah. I've always liked him. Yeah. I play Sterling, you know. You didn't pick Sterling, did you? Oh, you did. You did. I, 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 off the bat, one or the other, I don't yeah, know. I'll I I, I look at the week's training. Because Raheem, as much as I love Raheem, mm. he's not in the form of his Saka's playing at the, team yeah. at the top of the league. Yeah. And the same can be said with Madison. Maybe, I'm, might, maybe I'm going off the last tournament. Yeah, that lot. Maybe I'm going for the last tournament. And, but I think and, that, and yeah, do you know yeah. what I would say? It's great fun picking your team, and everyone's got an opinion, right? And everyone, I, I, hear, I hate it when I hear people say, "Gareth, don't know what Gareth does." Gareth's the most successful England manager since Alf Ramsey. That's a fact. Right? Yeah, exactly. And he's got all the information. We only see a snippet. We don't know how they're training. We don't know how they are. We don't know if Saka's got a little calf problem, or you know, all these little factors. So it's not easy. Let's all get behind Gareth. Because even now you sit there, you think, who would you play? Like it's like. Oh. He, oh. He's got to pick the team. Because Harry Maguire starts for me. Huh? Huh? <laughs> trolling, it's it's, you know trolling. what, though? You see the, you Hands up for Harry Maguire. Last tournaments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like five. Harry Maguire you know, United, for England is a different player. No, I, I, I'd, I'd, con I'd consider him. Yeah. I'd consider him. Like, I'm all, I'm all, ben White's been playing right back, Ramsdale. isn't he, for most of the season. Yeah. So that's a I game. Like I'm playing him in there. Nah, Harry Maguire's out of the team, man. 
All right, well, let's, all right, we're going to have to move from because these lot are going to start arguing. No, well, let's do one. I like <laughs> Ramsdale. No. Sterling or Saka? I think that's the, that's the dilemma. No, that, that, that's, that, for me, that's... For the audience. It can't be Sterling. It has to be Sterling. Sterling? Sterling hands? Who starts? Sterling? Saka just about, I think. You lot are breaking up. You lot are breaking up. I think that I think they, the audience ain't just about Saka. Mate, just use, your play, use the squad. I use the squad. If, you have to. If we perform, we win that group comfortably, and yeah. I don't think that's over, I don't think that's arrogant. We finish with the named ones. It's England's 1990 World Cup shirt for Joe. We all know it. Think Gaza in tears, and one of Strip's icons for Jermaine. Ian Wright and the Crystal Palace 1990 shirt, vertical red and blue stripes, two buttons from the collar, and Fly Virgin on the front. Why Paul Gascoigne, Joko? Paul Gascoigne, re- the, re- the reason I played football is because uh, football wasn't a big thing in my house. Um, and watching the 1990 World Cup, watching Gaza, and just seeing the way he just lifted the nation, just got everyone together. And played with like this flair, this freedom. Just that just made me fall in love with football. I remember watching the World Cup in, and the semi-final, and just thinking, I mean, something clicked. Me, right, I want to be a footballer. Then from every day after that for the rest of my life, it was like I want to be a footballer. I didn't. I, I sort of loved football before that. I played it. I didn't watch it. Never been to a game. But um, watching that and watching him do that, I went right. So if it wasn't for Gaza. I wouldn't have been a footballer. I don't. What? I might not have been. I might not have found that that moment where I went right. That's it. Every day I'm going to be a footballer now. And Jermaine, why are you right? I think just like the, like the goals, the celebrations. The, I think just he's the. Can you do the bogle? Mate, that was back in the day. That was like every party, innit? What can you dance the vogue? Can you dance? Of course, I got medals. Can you dance? Yeah. Can you dance? You're asking him. My cousin. Yeah. Competitive him. He'll say no. Even when you score, I don't see when he celebrates, I don't see him doing like a little move on a thing. Yeah, he just keeps it simple like nah, what share run. Stiff, I never do that. Huh? What share run, I never just do that. What do you do? Ah. I went I went stiff like that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Alright, you want this? Oh, this ain't ain't dancing, bro. The lads used to, everyone used to pick me up. Uh, oh yeah, because they're like what do you mean? Remember, Rio Ferdinand told us, because we remember we had him on the on the show. Yeah. And he said to us that, yeah, we need to play against you. Him and Village, was like, it was easy because you were like, please <laughs> go, go on YouTube and get the get the, the the at the lane, Tottenham Man United, forty seconds over kick, shots fired. Rio, that's fired. he's talking to you, Rio. He's talking to me, bro. <laughs> but, but those two, those, those two are the, the hardest I played against for sure. Is it? Because people always say, oh, every time I hardest defender, I'm saying, weren't the defenders like partnerships like Ferdinand and Village were the hardest. Not David Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> Big and uh, do, do you know what? I remember playing against Marcel Desai. You remember playing against Chelsea back in the, mm. uh, in the cup at uh, West Ham? Yeah. Martin Keown. I remember playing against Martin Keown at Highbury. I was at West Ham, right? So I was fresh because obviously you just come from youth team football. Like people kick you in that, but there weren't, there weren't a lot of stuff off the ball. So I remember standing there and then my, I remember Martin Keown stood behind me and he just went bang in the back of my head. Oh. Like a little head by the back of my head. What? So obviously trying to intimidate me. I was, I was thinking, in a funny sort of way, you know when you enjoy it sort of thing? Mm. Cause sort of like, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Like, you know, just like little things like that, and I was just yeah. like, boy, this is just like the next level on that. Mm. But Ferdinand and Vidic were the hardest. Like I knew if I get like a, if I get half a chance in the game, I have to take it, otherwise the rest of the game, you're not getting a chance. 
not getting a chance. Mm-hmm. They're the best. So was there any defenders that gave you a tough time? Um, or any midfielders? Yeah. When I played central, Patrick Vieira was the toughest opponent. And then when I um, played played on the wing, Ashley Cole. Luckily, I played with him a lot. But um, what a player. Like, I couldn't get past him. Couldn't get past him. But them, them two, two, two ex-Arsenal players. But Jermaine, is it, I don't, Jermaine, are there any players now that remind you of yourself and how you used to play? I, I know the answer to this. Yeah. I think it's Harry Kane. Because he told me that you taught him how to finish. No, I didn't, no he's, that's natural. You can't teach that. Did you do sessions with him? This, he yeah, 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 yeah. So what obviously Wright did with me, Yeah. I like to sort of like, I'd always like do the same with young players. So I was always approachable. I said, young players, we stay behind, we do a little bit of finishing. But with Harry Kane, I remember the first time I saw Harry when he trained with the first team at Spurs. I was like, wow, just hitting corners. That was natural. But then obviously he spoke to me and said, yeah, he said to me, obviously, I used to watch your finishing and stuff like that. But the, the way he finishes, when I spoke about, obviously, we spoke about Andy Cole and, and Wright, the way he finishes, um, compared to, I don't know, say like an Alan Shearer, for example, where Shearer was like power, scored a lot of goals, but he put his, his just foot through the ball. But someone like a Harry Kane is just like clean, calculated <clears throat> finishes like in the corner. The goal against Liverpool the other day, um, just to touch and finish in the corner, that's like, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's not just... I just want to hit the target. He knows, right? Touch, bang across the goalkeeper and side netting. So I think that what he's what he's got that's obviously natural on that, but he's taking his game to like another level. So any players that you're looking at thinking, you know, that's me? Um, they did. I think there's so many players who play similar type of football. Bowden, Madison, Grealish. He's retired now, but I thought Jack Wilshere was very similar to me when he oh, come through. I think he was a, you know, I used to look at him and think, ah, you know, that's, um, yeah, all of them. There's the, the, I was unusual as a footballer back in the, the 90s and the noughties, but... It was better than all of them. But, <laughs> I don't care. But these guys, there's lots of... That we're, I, I'm happy we're producing them type of players. Yeah. It was, though. Right or die I love all those players. I love all those players, but... See, Coley was... I wish Izzy was here. <laughs> Who's the closest to Coley in your, in your eyes? The closest? The folding. Is it Foden? Is it Foden, yeah? Just left-footed. I like strong. That. People don't really, Do you know what it is? <coughs> young players, people don't realise how strong he is. Because, you see, when you're that sort of player where you've got a, people expect you to take the ball, go mm. past... You know how hard it is to go past one player, go past another? It's the hardest thing in the game. Mm. You need to be strong. So I say about Sterling as well, how strong they are on the ball, like know how to protect it, ride challenges, like it's, it's unbelievable. This is, this is what I was saying to my little cousins the other day. Like me, I, I'm a skinny guy. But when I play football, you're, you're shocked. <laughs> you're seeing this guy that doesn't eat food. Deceiving. He's wearing glasses and he does jokes. But when I want to get that ball, I get that ball. I've got that African thing in me. Strength. It's a strength, yeah. Jolof. Jolof. Jolof, right? Oh, man. Oh, boys. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed that, tell a friend, review it, like it, and subscribe so you get the latest episode straight to your device every single Thursday. Big thanks to classicfootballshirts.co.uk. This was Stripped with Specs and Vouge, brought to you by William Hill. Over 18s only, gamble responsibly.